Funk is impossible to spell without F-U-N. Welcome into a Funky Friday. I'm Scott Beatty along with Evan Kahn for a two-hour close to your weekend and entry into your weekend. No? Don't. You're saying no on that? (laughs) It it is an accurate statement. (laughs) We are starting out with all facts here, so (laughs) off to a roaring start on a funky Friday. I'm trying. I'm I'm trying, (laughs) my friend. Welcome in on uh, Sports Talk. We're going to have some of our usual characters in. Matt Daniels from the News Gazette. Happy Hour with Allie Adams. The World According to Bob Osmussen. All on the way. Also got some football tidbits as well as football continues into day six of training camp for the Illini, inching ever closer to that August 27th season opener. How you doing, Mr. Evan Kahn? I'm doing well. I'm trying to not ignore the fact that football is coming up, but just trying to, to push it off a little bit and, and realize we've still got three weekends left of summer here, at least around here. That That's how long summer lasts. And um, we're going to we're going to enjoy that time, but definitely getting excited for just Saturday mornings and college football and the 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 pageantry yeah just kind of the the schedule and the grind of it all i'm ready to get back to it but uh yeah we're gonna enjoy the the summer uh, even if the cubs aren't playing great baseball my readiness to have college football back is directly proportional to the lack of obedience i get from my children this time of year ah i'll let you in on something there is a bit of a biological clock shall we say (laughs) Ah, now I get where you were going. Where with the it. kids just start to get into this kind of thing, and you go, "We're ready for school." Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily ready for school, but we are ready for school again. Yeah. We need you coming home exhausted <laughs> and ready to be falling asleep, and uh, you know, ready to respond to simple requests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably get off that schedule. Not getting out of the house and hearing other people give them directions, and mm-hmm. you you get get away with a little more with mom and dad. I can yep. understand that. Yeah, I hate seeing the back to school commercials in <sighs> July, but now that it's August, that's that's okay. I, I'm all right with well, it. Well, you get a tax break now. They lowered that those sales tax on the on the school supplies. So when you want to go out and get your uh, box of crayons or whatever you need, <laughs> you're gonna pay a little bit less uh, as a way to just kind of help us all out. So. Just saying, that's what's going and then on. They're going to come back in five years and jack I up our you, taxes my, again. Oh, God, it's love just a it. window. And, you know, my wife's like, I've been waiting. <laughs> so, uh, a little discount. Hey, every little bit helps. So, <laughs> you want to weigh in? You can. 217 351 5357. That's the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Hey, we may even squeeze a phone call in or two if you want to jump in that way. That's 217 356 9397. We've tried to chase away some gremlins on that phone line, so we think you can get through. Uh, give us a give us a ring if you want to do that. Uh, on this day in sports history, not a whole lot other than your regular slate of big league games. Fox referenced the Cubs and the Marlins in action in the eighth inning. It's a one nothing lead for Miami. Big one tonight for the Cardinals, opening a series against the Yankees. And be uh, Dakota Hudson on the hill for the Redbirds in St. Louis. They're, uh, they've got a little streak going. Four games in a row, six of their last seven. 
as they open up a three-gamer tonight. Cardinals are nine games over 500, and what they what do they have a brief hold on first place, right? Because they, well, they leapfrogged Milwaukee with tied. the win last night. Yeah, tied oh yeah, yeah, that's because right. Because Milwaukee were, only played one game. Yeah, they were behind by a, by a game as far as games played. So going into the day, tied for first, not as favorable of a weekend matchup as the Brewers, as they've got the best team in baseball in the Yankees. Come or, or yeah, they are coming to town. It's not in New York, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Milwaukee's got the Reds and, and the Cardinals, like you said, rolling here lately. Arenado hitting home runs. Goldschmidt hitting home runs. Carlson's on his I'm better than Juan Soto tour here for, <laughs> for the Cardinals, and Jordan Montgomery's going to get his first start over the weekend, coincidentally, against his former club that he was just traded from on Tuesday. So should be a, should be a fun weekend down uh, in, in St. Louis as the, the Cardinals... I don't think they've been in first place for over a month. Might have even been a couple months that the Brewers have hold, had a hold on that and it, go out this weekend, beat the best team in baseball two out of three or, or sweep it and head into to next week with a, a hold on to the Central. And the Cubs right now, uh, unfortunately, have so far not made use of a really good start by Justin Steele. He had another good one, and I, I saw them flash a graphic. His last six starts have been pretty good overall mm-hmm. his ERA I think is sub two on on his last six outings so uh with the Cubs uh, you know kind of playing out the string here for the last couple months of the season and the, the, the word that keeps getting thrown around is auditioning guys for mm-hmm. the future uh Justin Steele uh proving his medal in all that and it's a one nothing game tonight the White Sox take on Texas again the Sox featured their full complement for the first time I think all season last night really? at least it seemed like with with the, the with the lineup that they had in place because uh Makata back and Robert mm-hmm. and uh they had everybody in there and Robert's had that grand all yeah everybody's had injury issues at some point this I think year they're they're chalking it up to a vitamin imbalance for Robert oh, I guess the blurriness yeah, yeah. Uh, they weren't at least that's what they're saying, but possibly you know with the virus and everything, or mm. you just got off kilter. Let's hope that that's all it is. So that is a, a piece of what is going on football wise. It's uh, day six, and uh, as we look at the Illini a depth chart, got a little bit of a picture. No, no, no coaches are giving you straight up. Here's just starters, and here's your number twos. But just kind of how they talk through things, mm-hmm. you can start to pick up uh, tidbits. Or I don't know if you want to jump to conclusions to give an idea who's probably at the front of the pack. Terrence Jamison is the defensive line coach for Illinois, and talked about that nose guard position right there in the middle of the D line. Yeah, we lost a big, huge piece, right, with Rod Perry. He's productive. He's a he's an anchor in there for us. And so um, the good thing is we got guys like like Calvin Avery. We're able to bring in a guy like T. Rod Edwards, um, Rasan Wilkins, um, to provide some depth, and also Virtus. He has some experience as well. So that's a key position for our defense. Um, the good news is we've been able to rep those guys uh, this this uh, fall camp, and every day we're just working to get better. I mean, a real opportunity for Calvin. I think. How has he maybe responded to this idea that he could be? Yeah, that guy for you. Yeah, he's responded well. He's changed his body. You know, we look at think about Calvin. Calvin was 350 pounds last year. Now he's like 320, sub 320. And so he's moving a lot better. He's playing physical. And so he's really, really turning the corner. But we, we want to keep the needle, needle on him. We keep pushing him. And that's why we got those guys uh, behind fighting. And, and the competition is still there. 
you know. He's absolutely a very highly touted prospect when he got here. Are you sensing like that he knows this is his final chance? Like, what have you seen from him? Yeah, well, yeah. So he like like so. Great question. Um, he understands that that is time. The time is now, and uh, but he, he's he's turning the corner at the right time. And so we want to put the past behind, and we want to keep moving forward. And I think he's taking those necessary steps to do that. How about Virtus? It's kind of the same thing. What have you seen from him? Yeah, Virtus, uh, a, a guy who was highly touted as well you know, as an offensive lineman, um, had an opportunity to switch over to defense last year. Uh, he's coming along as well. Um, again, that room, that position specifically, everybody wants that position to have success. And so um, with that with that. A little bit of pressure in camp is good to have that little stress. It'll help you turn the corner, go through adversity a little, little, little quicker. So, obviously, Johnny Newton and Keith Randolph have two of the three spots pretty secure. But I kind of took it as, eh, maybe it is Calvin Avery, but uh, there's definitely competition. Of course, t Rod Edwards uh, came in and is, is, is injured, so he's going to be a bit delayed. We'll see how it all shakes out. I had this conversation with Scott Ritchie. What do you call that middle p- position nose guard or nose tackle what mm-hmm. do you call it one of those two yeah okay defensive tackle what do you, if you call? want to go generic yeah. yeah but i okay in a three-man more of a nose yeah a nose but then what do you call the two guys each side of them D- dt defensive tackle basically yeah they're not ends no kind of uh uh-huh. see i i just feel like there's too much murkiness here scott noted that under lovey smith you knew exactly what position everybody was because it was the same every time. Mm, exactly. <laughs> Under this leadership of Ryan Walters, you know, there's multiple fronts, Nebraska. Um, and so the, it's, it's sometimes it kind of changes, and sometimes Newton or Randolph will kind of shift over. One will be in the middle. Mm-hmm. But was, I, I, I'm just trying to find that I, I like things just neatly labeled. <laughs> And well, let's just put them all together. Call them defensive linemen. You know, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's all the same because, like you said, sometimes there's going to be two of them with a, a couple of edge guys with their with their fists in the dirt, and sometimes there's going to be three of them, and, and there is that that more traditional defensive end and a, a, a nose tackle kind of thing. But this is, you know, you, you can really get into this with Lauren because I know he's got a, a opinions on this and what he wants them to be called. But I'm fine. He, I'm fine with defensive linemen. He he wants the outside linebackers uh, as defen- to be called defensive ends, not outside linebackers. But defensive ends always have their you know have have their hand down. Right. So the and and, and Kevin Kane said, "I like we stand up in this defense. We want to see the field. We want to mm-hmm. see what's going on. Uh, maybe it's tomato tomato. You know, I mean, some people are like this is week zero, the first <laughs> game. Other people are like, no, I refuse to call it week zero. I mean, they <laughs> people get in, they have their thing that they just won't let go of, and it's. <laughs> And it's just how it is. But it should be Calvin Avery's spot just based on on being in the program for so long. And they've given him opportunities almost every year, even as a true freshman. If I remember right, he he was seeing some action when Lovey Smith was here. And and we also know, especially on on the defensive line, there you go, you're going to need at least two, if not three guys, to to rotate through that spot. So um, interesting that they mentioned Virtus Brown. Yeah, Virtus Brown, we've been hearing about him for the last couple of years as he's made that that switch over and, and hopefully Edwards can get healthy there um, sometime as 
before the season or, or maybe as the season gets going to add some yeah, depth. It's definitely not a, hey, you play every down no. type of position. <laughs> it's just too much to ask of anybody. So you will hear Calvin Avery's name, Virtus Brown, Bryce Barnes, Jamal Woods, who's Jamal in his Woods. sixth year. Yeah, there you I mean, go. There's another round. name that's been yeah. here for forever. Even sprinkle in a little Dion Pate if you want. Yeah, who's moved down from a linebacker, if I remember right, maybe yeah. early on in his career. Yep. So there, there's a little bit there from Terrence Jamison, the defensive line coach, be them guard, nose guards, tackles. <laughs> All of them. But it's just not another option. It's a guard or a tackle. Because none of them are ends in the true sense of the word. Well, yeah, I don't know. You you could still call them ends because I, I'm sure, like, we're, like we're saying, like the outside linebackers are probably referred to as edge guys in, in their system. So yeah, so they could be. But you've I, got the defensive ends, end, you've got the edges, and you've got your middle linebackers. I think of an end. I think of like a Richard Dent to throw it back a little bit. I mean, some guy coming from the edge and coming from. Way, you know, you know yeah, there's a little just, more of a speed guy. There's know. just not as many guys in between them. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. still on the end. Well, you know, I understand. It's, just, it's a shorter there's, line. Yeah, there's just a, a little less meat to the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt Daniels, uh, editor, writer, journalist, reporter. You can call him a little bit, whatever you want to call him. He's going to be in from the News Gazette sports pages when we return. Also, we'll have some happy hour with Allie Adams. We're off and running Funky Friday. News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, Sports Talk, Funky Friday. Hiya, Scott Beatty here and Evan Kahn. And now Matt Daniels, the sports editor of the News Gazette Sports Pages and IlliniHQ.com. Hats off, sir, to your Media Days red carpet event for area high school programs that is about to wrap up. you got a little more to do on Monday, but mm-hmm. I think you've about had every school that's within a five-county radius come through here, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of credit goes to uh, Preps Coordinator Colin Likas for, for pulling this uh, idea off and, and making it come to fruition. Uh, I think we've had just, I think, 28 or 29 high school fo- football programs from our area who have uh, stopped by this office uh, this week. We've got about four or five more uh, next week set to uh, come here as well and uh, have kind of taken them through uh, I guess the only way to kind of compare to is what ESPN used to do. I don't know if they still do this, but they'd actually fly coaches in to Bristol uh, for what they dermed, dubbed the uh, the car wash. Yeah, the, the uh, Evan Evan just saw Wilson Contreras go yard, and that I was wondering why. He, I was wondering why he. I was wondering why he got up out of his. I mean, he's very excited started, about high school football. Started. Uh, I'm listening. Running, started I'm listening, running around. I mean, look how room. happy that man is. is. I, I am mean, so was, happy he, that he, he is happy. He is. He's. I mean, he looks like he just won a playoff game for you. <laughs> Bottom of the eighth, Cubs up two to one. <laughs> so, so you're saying you didn't fly coaches in for this? No, did not. Luckily, we've got a, a very dedicated uh, group of high school football coaches in the, this area, and a dedicated uh, group of players. Hopefully, people read today's paper and, and saw just how dedicated one Paxton Buckley load a football player. <laughs> Uh, is flew in and, and Kendall Swanson chartered himself in, drove in, on a car. drove from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, is interrupted a family vacation, came here for this. That's how much they want to be in the pages. That's what he. That's what he said too when he was here. He said football's his number one sport. He wanted to be here for it, and it was f- <laughs> kind of funny too because it Somebody was. He said uh, football media days. I come <laughs> running. <laughs> uh, it was funny too because. Uh, before uh, PBL stopped by on, I believe it was Wednesday. It was right when the storm was hitting mm-hmm. here. I uh, stopped in the bathroom here at the office and 
lo and behold, Kendall Swanson was in the bathroom. It was like those sports center commercials where you're washing <laughs> your hands and he's yeah. got the PBL jersey on. And <laughs> then lo and behold, he goes through the, the gamut of things we had him do here. But no, it was, it was kind of like we'd, uh, Kyle Nikas and Joey Wright, uh, on our, on our staff in the newsroom and also helping out here on the radio side, uh, would take them into our conference room, have about a 15, 20 minute interview session with the coach and three players. Uh, and then we'd have him do some social media stuff on Snapchat and, and Twitter. And then uh, Joey would bring him back here to the radio side, have him do some some radio promos for the upcoming uh, football season since we'll have a weekly radio show here devoted to high school football every Wednesday. Uh, and then Friday nights, we got eight games uh, coming up on, on WHMS 97.5. So I had some uh, stuff there. And then took him back to our photo studio in the newsroom and had them just kind of ham it up in, in multiple ways so it's it's really been uh, a fun uh week for sure and and like we said i got about four or five teams uh, still left to come next week and, and practices uh get going on tuesday and then before we know it lo and behold the uh, the season will be here one a bit of news though uh concerning the urbana high mm-hmm. school program they have a new coach as of today <laughs> edmund jones out they are putting in on an interim basis curtis blandon senior former News Gazette All-Area Player of the Year Mm -hmm. back in 1995. But maybe the uh, big quote here is, uh, by midweek next week, it'll be evaluated to determine if there's enough eligible athletes to compete in a varsity schedule. Yeah, and unfortunately for Abana, that's kind of been an ongoing uh, storyline around that program uh, for the better part of of two years. Uh, They did not play any games in the spring of 2021 when teams could play up to six games in the the condensed spring season uh, because of low numbers, and then they played one game last fall uh, to Centennial in week one and and lost 65-0, and then after that they decided to go to – a junior varsity only schedule just because of low numbers and, and safety concerns as well. And uh, Edmund Jones was brought in right about a month before the season started last year and was the coach for that JV, pretty much majority JV only schedule. And then uh, obviously a lot has kind of transpired this week uh, for him to step aside three weeks before the, the season gets going. And uh, we'll see if Urbana can, can field the team again. Um, you know, they're not the uh only champaign county program facing some some low number turnouts we saw earlier this week fisher uh scrapped a varsity schedule this season we've seen that in the past couple years uh with some other area teams as well so it's just kind of the the situation kind of facing uh high school football these days and some programs are just kind of rolling them out each and every year you know what to kind of expect from them and some programs just struggle with numbers and and that really has a huge effect on not only the uh, health and safety of the players, which is first and foremost, but also just kind of the future vitality of, of those programs as well. So Curtis Blandon Sr. is is now the guy in, in charge of Urbana football. He's got some uh, extensive background with uh, with youth football in the area. And uh, like you said, Scott, 1995 All-Area Player of the Year from uh, from Danville. So we'll see what uh, what he can do with the Tigers. Matt Daniels with us. So you're saying that that has seemed to be an in- increasing situation here even before the pandemic? <sighs> I think or, the pandemic or, exacerbated pandemic, yeah. it. Um, Urbana had some some issues with low turnouts as far as athletes, but they're still able to go through a, a full varsity season. Um, they didn't play, like I said, they didn't play in the spring of, of 2021. Um, Rantoul didn't either that, that year's old. That was a lot of COVID issues that, that popped up, though, at the time. 
you know, Sullivan dropped uh, their, their varsity football team last year, Watsika, which actually just had three players and their coach in here uh, about an hour ago. They had to, they couldn't finish the season last year because of low numbers. So, uh, yeah, especially in our coverage area where there are, uh, I'd say the majority of the football programs we cover are small schools. That is an, an issue, and it's something that uh, we've seen in the past five, six years as well, programs like St. Thomas More, uh, Schlarman, uh, Milford Cisna Park, they've dropped from traditional high school football mm-hmm. of 11 players on the side, and they've gone down to eight-man football. And don't think that'll be the case for, for some of these schools, but it's always an option. And, and the eight-man game is growing a lot throughout the state, and I'd expect it sometime in maybe in the next four to five years where the IHSA has looked into kind of adding it because right now it's kind of separate from the IHSA, Mm -hmm. but it, uh, it follows all the same uh, policies and everything else that the IHSA has in place. But I think imagine at some point down the road that the eight man game would just be kind of woven into the IHSA playoffs as well. Well, you guys or the big 10's got nothing on you guys. I mean, I I remember it was a big deal when they went from one to two for their media days. You guys got a a media weeks here. We're going from Monday to Monday. Yeah. We're we're crossing over. Yeah. It it, it was, uh, you know, just 20% of the month is dedicated. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, there were kind of a couple factors that kind of went into this too. Um, you know, in the past, um, and I've gone out to several practices throughout the years, dozens of practices throughout the years, and, and Colin's gone to a lot more here in, in the last three to four years than I have. But it's just the you, – you were able to bring the coach and some players into kind of a controlled environment where you're able to sit down with them and have just kind of an in-depth conversation about your team instead of sometimes when you go out to these practices, and, and we'll still go out to some practices here in the next couple of weeks to, to tell some stories of, of high school football players and other high school sports programs as well. But you're standing out there on the field. It's 90, 95 degrees the first day of August. Coach is trying to get practice ready and rolling, and the wind may be blowing, and there's just all sorts of other factors, and you're trying to find out you know, who the starting quarterback is and things like that, and there's just a lot of other distractions. So uh, we thought this was kind of a good way to kind of minimize some, uh, some of that as well, and, and hopefully we can kind of make this kind of a yearly tradition. Practices are open to the media is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Illinois football, uh, I'm sure if uh, – Colin or, or I or Scott or Evan, whatever, if you want to do, call up a coach and say, hey, I'd like to come out and talk to some guys, see you guys practice, they'd be more than willing to do so. Just got to let them know where your loyalties lie. <laughs> as long as you're not filming the entire two-hour practice so the opponents could possibly see it, I think <laughs> coaches would be understanding. They're they're not as paranoid as Big Ten football coaches. Are. 92, limping off field. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Daniels is here. With us, when's the special section coming out? Uh, Thursday, August 25th, so uh, less than three weeks from now. There's actually a couple uh, high school football games that are taking place on Thursday night, August hmm. 25th for week one. Uh, I believe Hoopston area, Armstrong Potomac is playing Iroquois West. Iroquois West is notable. Uh, Cannon Leonard uh, is an Iowa commit offensive lineman, younger brother of Clayton Leonard, who's uh, now a freshman offensive lineman at Illinois. Uh, but there's quite a few Saturday games sprinkled on the schedule uh, as well throughout the area, and I think that has a lot to do with kind of the shortage of officials that has been an ongoing uh, issue for high school athletics and all sports pretty much the last five or so years and has obviously been intensified with the pandemic as well. But you, I think Salt Fork football was in here uh, yesterday, and I believe they might have two or three Saturday games uh, this season. So 
obviously once the playoffs roll around, uh, the majority of the games are on Saturdays, but we're seeing a lot more regular season games that are going to take place on Saturday this uh, this upcoming season. You know, I, I'm kind of weird enough that I think I would enjoy being an official. Um, sure. E- even if people want to yell at me mm-hmm. f- uh, for unnecessary You're reasons. used to that on the post-game call-in shows. Yeah, that's know? true. I mean, there you can, I mean, my lack of judgment is maybe evident. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's it's your fault why Illinois lost to Rutgers, Scott. Usually. So, yeah, obviously. There's another layer to Urbana maybe not fielding a varsity team. And again, that's a maybe. Mm-hmm. But this is the opponent for Champaign Central uh. for the game that Central is lobbying to play on a Saturday at McKinley Field, mm-hmm. in which it's going to be taken up by City Council on Tuesday night. And, uh, I mean, it could well be a moot point by then. But if Urbana does go ahead, and I, I have no, you you know more than me, but I just don't like the looks of this mm-hmm. and where it's headed. If they don't field a team, Central's got to go find an opponent. Yeah, and, and that's uh, that's always tricky. And um, Fisher dropping their, they announced on Monday uh, they weren't going to have RC football. That leaves some local schools like Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, Leroy, and others that were on Fisher's schedule kind of in alert right now. I know Leroy was able to find an opponent for their Week 8 game against Fisher. Um, Villa Grove actually who was in here uh, about an hour and a half ago uh, they were supposed to play Fisher in week one uh, and they picked up Bureau Valley I believe so just kind of there's a trickle down effect there's a team in northern Illinois that had the same situation unfold so a lot of teams are looking at opponents they were playing and trying to mix and match it's uh, not pecatonica is it i don't believe so okay. bureau, bureau valley is coming here to play Villa uh, Grove uh, in week one. um but anyway yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of always been something that we've kind of discussed on the sports staff is just based on Urbana's current situation in the past of, of not being able to field a team. This push for Central to, to play a home game at McKinley Field, which I joked with Scott Ritchie the other day, this we've this is a issue we've been covering the heck out <laughs> of. It almost feels kind of like the, co- the way we covered Illinois coaching scandals in the summer of 2015 and the response to the letters of the editor and people are fired up about this uh, this topic uh, you hope if Urbana is a, is not able to field a team that Central could still find a, a week 5 game and um, yeah who knows what's going to happen with this McKinley Field situation it's a beautiful facility over there and I'm of the I guess if I had to pick a side I'm on the side that says play your home games at McKinley Field don't drive across town to to Tommy Stewart Field at Centennial High School which in and of itself is kind of odd because Tommy Stewart made his coaching mark at Champaign Central yet the field at Centennial is named after him so that's neither here nor there but McKinley Field's a beautiful setup Um, I kind of get the the people that live there they don't want to have again you're looking at four to five Friday nights in the fall where you might have the lights are on past 9 p.m. High school football games typically end by about 9, 9 15. Mm-hmm. So there's a running clock, 8.45 or so. And also, too, before they renovated McKinley Field, that's where Champaign Central Baseball played. So they had people that would, again, football but crowds. that was a Tuesday night, Yeah, okay. but they'd, they'd, they'd play on, you know, some, some weekends and things like that and uh, I just think it's a beautiful facility, and they have other athletic events that go on there too. So it's not—I don't know. I just, Nimby, my friend. Yeah, it's Nimby. You, you, I think, and the reason I land on this side is I—I I look at it from the perspective of the high school athletes that are going to yeah. be taking part in it, and for them. 
to have the chance to have their own facility. That's a very nice facility too to to have the chance to play varsity football games there. I think is just a it's a no brainer to me as you you side with what is best for the the student athletes and, and go from there. Weekend edition, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday of the News Gazette Sports pages. Uh, yeah, got some more high school football uh, coming up. Uh, Colin Lackels will be out tomorrow night at Centennial for the first ever uh, Coleman Caradine alumni game uh, <laughs> with uh, former Centennial and Champaign Central boys basketball players tipping off at uh, Centennial High School at 6 p.m. So uh, eager to see how that all finds out. And then we also had. Uh, Bob Osmussen take a look at the entire college football schedule for the upcoming season, and he uh, ranked his top 10 games on a week-by-week basis uh, going into the 2022 season from week zero to week 14. So Did he, any Tarleton State games make it? No Tarleton State, several Illinois games. Oh, good. Oh. So right. Bob obviously I think wrote that through the tinted glasses of orange and blue glasses that he sometimes wears, but uh, you can't really argue against some of them, though, because some, some weeks there's just some... Look, I, I think with maybe a few exceptions, you look at that schedule and go, why wouldn't Illinois at least be competitive? You want to take a look. Yeah, exactly. I mean, week zero is an obvious one. There's actually 11 games on week zero, so Illinois is not the only game <laughs> on week zero, which I really wish they would change the verbiage of that and just say it's week one because oh, it's the we first week of the season, but now I'm going to go yell at this the guy too. Now I'm going to go yell at the clouds. <laughs> but you this, started, uh, Evan. This Friday. It just, it's, it just, who came up with that and why did that stick around? Yeah, but if you do like the NFL, oh, this is week one, but not, you know, you get to some week, this is this week, but what game number and... Just say it's week one. Why doesn't everyone just call it game one, game two? You could do that. I don't have a problem with that. That works too. Yeah, Yeah. just that week, whatever. Hey, Matt, before we let you go, you don't Mm -hmm. have to get into details, but can you confirm nor deny that Allie Adams, our next guest, might have saved your life? She did. (laughs) She totally saved my life. Um, yeah, it was yesterday. It feels like a week ago at this time. But I uh, <laughs> Time moves so slow <laughs> when you see your life flash yeah. before your eyes. Yeah, I walked into the, the office uh, about mid-morning or so yesterday, and uh, I had to come in. This is very inside baseball for the listeners that are still hopefully tuning in at this point. Uh the employee entrance and I put employee entrance in air quotes. That's where we go in. <laughs> um, it's in the back of our building and there's a break room right there, you know, tables set up and some vending machines and a couple of fridges and stuff. And Allie was in there and I walked by there and said, Hey, good morning, Allie. You know, just usual casual greeting. She said, good morning. And then she goes, Oh no, don't move, Matt. <laughs> like, okay, what? She's like, you have a B on the back of your shirt. And oh. I'm like, oh, wow. And I like, I hate bees. I can't stand them. Bees. Yeah. Why did it have to be bees? Exactly. And she somehow uh, got it off my shirt somehow. I don't know. I don't know how it came in. Hopefully I didn't drive into work with a bee on the back of my shoulder. I'm thinking it just when I walked in. It <laughs> sounds latched. like it was your friend. Yeah, it was. Not my friend anymore. He was a freeloader. Because it's, <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> but yeah, Ali somehow flicked it off and then we each did our best uh, river dance impressions to, to stomp it to death. So. Ali yeah. and her bug skills. Yeah. She, she ain't she, afraid of no I bugs. Mean, it, we're always going to have that moment now. and uh, <laughs> I'm not allergic to bees or anything, but definitely not a fan of them. But it was... Uh, yeah, it was some uh, some tense times that Allie handed like a like a true pro. I'm glad I heard that story. <laughs> <laughs> it was something. It's quite the way to start my day. Yep. All right. Oh Matt. wow, wow. <laughs> we appreciate you stopping by, and Thanks. we'll.
We'll talk to you again next week. All right. I'm glad my pants weren't frayed or anything. This isn't funky at all. No. Now it's just really, now it's really just melancholy and down. Happy hour with Mel- uh, with Ali Adams coming up. <laughs> melancholy hour coming up. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. No problem. See you guys. Sports talk. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Scott's not passing the vibe check today. What? <laughs> what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna DJ this up. What is happening? What? Where is the funk? I'm so confused. <laughs> Where right is now. the funk? Give us the funk. Give us the funk. Give out the funk. All okay, right, let's all get right. everybody out back out on the floor. All skate. <laughs> yes, it's an all skate. With rappers delight. I'm coming off watching the Woodstock 99 documentary. Don't make me riot. (laughs) I can tell you a few things about 1999, son. (laughs) You're never going to tell us the truth, so I don't want to hear it. (laughs) No, Scott will tell you his truth. While you were, while you're enthralled with uh, the 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 this waste of time that was the the whatever this Woodstock thing was, I was engaging in labor and learning here at the University of Illinois. No, in 99, he was, he was enthralled in Barney. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big Barney gay. Yeah, that, no, was, that was huge. Barney. Yes. You no, could, I, it didn't I, get bigger than Barney or Lamb Chop in the 90s. I think you heard, I don't know if you heard the last segment where I played How to Save a Life because you saved Matt Daniels' life. <laughs> you told us the story. <laughs> that's where that's from. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I saved him from, uh, from uh, B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could have also done Elton John's. Someone saved my life tonight. There's, there's always that, but there's no. got to be a funky option. No, there's staying alive. Yeah, staying, al- staying alive is a, is a good. Yeah, one. that's more punny. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, but th- thank you for saving the, the sports editor. Everyone appreciates it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Happy hour with Allie Adams that here. That could have been bad. That could have been bad. <laughs> um, Wilson Contreras went uh, yard, and the Cubs beat the Marlins. Did you see it out there on the TV? Because he was looking like they just want a playoff game. I know. He cares. He said cares. it's his house. This is my house. It is. It, 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 it is his house right now. He he is the guy saw earlier that he got a standing ovation when he came up for his first at-bat. Uh, yeah, he is still a Cub. And he still matters and will always matter in, in Cubs hearts. But yeah, no. Obviously he still matters and he's winning games for the team. How much did you rejoice that he was staying along with Ian Happ? I, I was I I for Contreras in particular I was happy I wanted that but also it was conflicting and I know Evan you had tweeted out about it you know that <laughs> night it was ve- it was very conflicting because I understand all different sides to it of like well you kind of lost out on some things because you didn't move him or did you you know overplay your hand with him and trying to make a deal and did you know it that's going to hurt him but unless they resign him I don't even know what the chances are of that I hope that happens. But we'll see. It would be nice. But my, my question is, what if they don't? What is it? I then mean, that's bad. Or I heard one person spin it around the dismantling that happened. Uh, one sports radio pundit, I don't even remember who it was, kind of, I don't want to say pointed fingers, but said, look, you guys, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, uh, et cetera, didn't accept the Cubs offers either. So it's not like the Cubs just said, let's blow it up. They made offers and hey, everybody's entitled to say, no, I think I can get something better somewhere else. And that's no different than anybody else. I mean, that's business. The Mm -hmm. question, though, is were those offers fair? Like was, you know, would you look at that, you know, then not now, but then 
in that moment and say that's a fair offer because from my recollection what they especially with uh chris bryant it, it they didn't seem like fair serious real offers well they didn't think and then kb signed for 20 30 million dollars yeah. less than the reported one anthony rizzo signed for about half of what was reported as yeah. his extension and willie had said going into the year that once the season started that he wasn't going to do extension talks but yeah. you you do know that there were some kind of conversations yeah. that happened over the winter so yeah it, it's it's probably not a good spot if they don't re-sign him getting no. a, a qualifying offer pick wouldn't be the worst thing somewhere between 35 and 50 it's no. where you get a lot of major leaguers from so it, it wouldn't be the worst spot but no. probably the hurting his free agency that would that that's probably the most disappointing thing if yeah. the qualifying offer being attached to him does in fact do that yeah that and he'll get less and he knows that he'll get less but I wonder if in the moment for right now it's worth it to be in Chicago for x amount of time longer because he's both he and Hap seemed happy to still be in Chicago that neither one of them it was they were relieved more than anything and I they were just happy to have it behind them think of like think of dating what if dating worked that way (laughs) You know what I mean? Get a better offer. Yes, like think. I mean, honestly, it does work like that. How do you think? How do you think this life works? Everybody's just waiting for something better. Think about how awful dating is. You just just took the first job you got, right? (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of what you got to do in this business. You just take the first first offer and just stay. She's like Kramer when he gets the coffee for life deal. Like I'll take it. but i think that like in real life sometimes you move on from relationships and you really are relieved that it's that it's over no matter what happened or you know you don't want to be sometimes divorce is a good thing (laughs) oh my gosh that's what he said (laughs) Uh, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Bringing back, I had the TV was on us. What are we watching? Yes. ESPN, the Ocho. ESPN eight, the Ocho is back. Uh, they things do this that we have so often now. I, I didn't know we did this. It's like every six months. It feels like they used to do it like once a year mm-hmm. randomly. But then in the through, summer when there was nothing going on. Yep, in the summer where there was really nothing, and then they did a little more often throughout the pandemic when there wasn't stuff. They filled programming with that. And I think they found that people actually kind of enjoyed it. And for a filler... It gets, it gets better ratings than NFL Live in June. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I wonder about that, actually. No, it, NFL Live probably does get pretty good yeah, ratings. Yeah, NFL Live, I mean, there's a reason why it's year-round. I, 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 right? I, I, I like the game of football. But how we have so much... It's the least number of games. I know. I mean, there's still a whole network. Maybe that's why. I mean, that you know, there's there's 17 games. And that's it. And now we're playing a Hall of Fame game and there's, you know, it's all like, let's break down a Hall of Fame game that didn't count oh. and was with a bunch of people that hey, aren't going to play. Hey, I talked, I mentioned it the other day because of seeing Devontae Adams in his Raiders gear hurt my soul. Mm. So like, do that. I got like, the rundown. There are people that care. But I got the rundown here. I can tell you what some of these things are. Corgi races. Yes. Well, that seems self-evident. Cliff diving, <laughs> spike ball, pickleball, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Pickleball is blowing up yeah yep. yeah it's gotten really we're gonna be covering again. pickleball here in the next couple of years hopefully uh, uh, e-pickleball uh <laughs> baddest bencher on the planet 
Karuna belt sander races? What is a belt sander race? I mean, I think there's like, because during, there was like what, electrician, like, there was like whole, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like home repair, kind of things like that. So I think it is like what, exactly what it is. It's just. Okay. Sand the fastest. Sand a door, sand a what, yeah, whatever, or a table the quickest. because Stain it. Because they had, like I said, you know, a year or two ago when they had. Bed races? Bed races? I don't like like the opening of the monkeys. <laughs> the uh, That's just what I'm imagining. Stone skipping competition. Oh, okay. Cool. Audel championship. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is. A U D L. Huh. Is that a word. disc? Disc? You know, A U D L. Audel. I'm just going with Audel. I don't. Because I I figure it's like Audi, like the car brand, but with an L. <laughs> e scooter championship. <laughs> Esports All Star Battle, Air Hockey Championships, Table Hockey Championships. Guess that's different. Whoa. Okay. Oh, is it like the table hockey? You know, where like they flip the, around. Yeah, yeah. No, not like foosball, but maybe maybe we are talking the same. Yeah, kind yeah, of but thing. they're yeah, horizontal. Yeah. The flipper yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. Fling golf. Mm. Paper wings. Teak ball. The world is curved. Huh. See, I don't know what that is. What are we doing here with with life? Kickball. Axe throwing, wiffle ball, bull shooter invitational shootout. That Ooh. doesn't sound safe. Oh. Quad ball, which I somebody mixed with Quidditch and said it was kind of Quidditch, mm-hmm. which what? is a made up sport. Quidditch is real. Chase tag. Tag. Real. I told you about tag. We've talked about tag before. Uh, edge of the seat stuff. When you watch two guys play a game of tag. That's that's not just the Ocho. That's on that's on all the time. Mm-hmm. Pogo Palooza. We were watching <laughs> that's that. That's what we watched earlier. <laughs> the ACL Super Hole three quarterfinals. Oh, only the quarters. We're gonna have to go somewhere else for the semis. Yeah, o- that, Omega Ball. That's on Court TV. Dodgeball. Slippery stairs at the Ocho. <laughs> oh, later it's they skip the semis. They go straight to the finals after that. On 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 <laughs> cornhole. Air guitar. Oh yeah. I've watched that. Over and, oh my gosh! And death diving, people like oh, that's legitimately that's, that's the late com- night. They commit their time death diving after things. dark. So, and I remember over the past couple of years, one of the things that they had in the past was marble racing. I was enthralled. <laughs> like it was, and it was just. I mean, it, it was just. Wait, I think I do remember this. I like videos circulated it of very, it. I like, do remember the intricate yeah. courts that they like things that they had made. It was intense. Like some of this stuff we kind of maybe roll our eyes at, but actually watching it in motion live on TV, it can be really, really actually very entertaining. There's a reason, again, like you said, why they're doing it again on ESPN because well, it's fairly popular. They should have just, uh, it's, it's, it's Friday at Wrigley. Go watch the Cubs game. Cubs game's done. Now we get ready for the rest of the baseball. I mean, that stuff's just ridiculous. <laughs> Well, cheers to Allie. Uh, you, you've made cheers. a difference in someone's life this week by saving Matt Daniels from his phobia of beers. Here, here. Or bees, excuse me. <laughs> Have a beer because you saved him from a bee. I beer will. for the bees. And I'm sorry, Barry. Is that coffee? <laughs> no. Yeah. Five bit, o'clock? No. <laughs> well, yeah, what? you got to get ready for the weekend. Oh, yeah, okay. The okay. weekend's just getting started. Sorry, I have, <laughs> I have kids. I have kids. Scott's looking forward to a nice book tonight. <laughs> Shouldn't you be having coffee when you say it that way? Hour number two coming up. (laughs) WDWS Champaign-Urbana.